everybody. This is Peter Burson, and we are here for another thrilling podcast of Money Talks and Bullshit Walks. Woohoo! The history of Philadelphia from 1980 to present. And tonight, we are going to do famous acronyms of, for the city agencies and abounding. So, we're going to do the ABCs of it right down to the XYZs of it. That's pretty good. Anyway, right. who's with me tonight, as always, Joe Willard, the man who makes this ticking bomb go boom. Thank you very much. Recently, in addition to his computer tech prowess, which I'm sure you know by now, I don't have any. None of it has rubbed off on me. I learned that Joe is a pretty good bowler. Not Lebowski good, but good. So uh, say hello, Joe. I, well, I like to say hello, and that sometimes I do abide. Well, we're going to abide at the end of this. Well, Joe, I don't have any real updates on the location and health of our attorney, Bombastic Bushton. Again? Ah, oh, that man's lost. Wherever he is, I'm sure he has initiated some sort of plaintiff's personal injury lawsuit against one corporate behemoth or another. And they've ignored him uh, and are using the new members of the bar to learn the ropes and harass Bushkin with a blizzard of legal paper and filings, or in the alternative, Bushkin's worn them down and simply settled the lawsuit because whatever Bushkin is taking in legal action fees, he's simply not worth going to court for. This all means that Bushkin and his clients got their money and Bushkin has moved on, but this is pure speculation. As I said, I haven't heard from Bushkin. Joe, lots of podsters have raised the question if our podcast is supposed to cover Philadelphia from 1980 to present, why hasn't anyone explained the acronyms of ABC governmental agencies that more or less run the city and beyond? These agencies, by and large, are not directly administered on a day-to-day -day basis by the city. Some are, but I decided to put meaning to the acronyms. While the creation of entities are not in a the creation of these entities are not in a chronological order, most in fact were created prior to 1980. Just as we have proceeded in, however, in addressing these issues like the environment, the ABC agency are an evergreen topic, meaning we could have the podcast at any time along the time spectrum. The MBT, MTBW, is that the yeah, name? that's us. Travels. We have focused one of our podcasts, and this is just to illustrate, about education and poverty. We expect to continue to look at these issues as evergreen. Shit, all you have to do is open the paper to know that. So let's get on with this. Since the podsters have no idea in the world what I'm talking about, and I'm sure Joe doesn't either. So... The first on the, on the ABC acronym list is the Redevelopment Authority. Joe, you're already sleeping. RDA. That's it. Uh, and who are they, you might ask? Yeah, don't ask me. RDA is a governmental agency, a city agency. RDA was established and focuses on planning development to, and to create and revitalization create and revitalize neighborhoods. Eliminating blight. Provide basically the foundations. No, no, Joe. 
no, not concrete foundations, no, not profit foundations, nonprofit. Relationships between builders, contractors, the city. This is done through the RDA. RDA, by the way, has a five-member board, all appointed by the mayor. As a general rule, the city finance director is a member of the board. Uh, this, in my humble opinion, is a good thing. Mm -hmm. One of RDA's primary tasks is to acquire real estate. Now, in some cases, RDA uses the power of eminent domain. Joe? Wasn't he in a movie? Yes, yeah, he, he was. He's in westerns a lot. It's called Stolen Property. Uh, this power allows, well, in this case, the city, through RDA, to use normally used, unused property where the property exists but no taxes have been paid or it exists and the city has decided they need it. So, in this case, RDA seizes property either through a sale or eminent domain. RDA uses the property as collateral to issue municipal, I'm having trouble. One of those things, Munis municipal bonds so they can obtain funds to build it and pay the contractors. So bonds become important, and they're important with all these ABC agencies. And then lawyers become important. Because oh. who is going to create the language to create the public bond sale? Sounds like a jobs program for lawyers. It is. Uh, some, in some cases, the city solicitor does it. Now, the city solicitors are the attorneys for the city. The solicitor's office is involved with a lot, a lot of civil legal work for the city. They are not the district attorney's office, which does the criminal work the prosecution on behalf of the Commonwealth, the state, and the city. But a lot of bond works get shipped out to private law firms. These firms have lawyers who specialize in bond work. In case you're wondering, this is not the type of work our friend Bushkin does. Mm -hmm. uh, he tried, you have to think a lot, he huh? tried, but it was just all too much for him. Uh, but these firms that have work with the bond uh, creation are big. They bill hourly, and they bill lots of money. Not to be cynical, but these law firms tend to make political contributions to elected officials. But that's just me. Anyway, the lawyers stay in the bond loop. There are examples of construction RDA-sponsored that have been successful. However, one anecdote is the project at 38th and Walnut Street. Well, there were actually two properties that were not being used uh, and they were not paying their sales, their property taxes. So the city seized the property by eminent no domain. Those, those. You know who owned those properties? You? Not me. No. Wouldn't have been University of Pennsylvania. No, no, no. They're nonprofits. They don't have to pay taxes. Hmm. Is that a problem? We should explore that in a future Well, we episode. tried to with Phil Goldsmith. That's uh, right, yeah. But it, it yeah. didn't bite as much. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, they seized the property. They began to have, uh, or they had a, a builder, and um, they got to the process, but he stopped paying, too. So, 
they took him to court. And he said, the owner said that he couldn't pay the taxes because of unforeseen problems. So the RDA took the property mm -hmm. back. So it kind of works. Now, as to the charter part of RDA relieving blight, Mm -hmm. uh, I'd at, say that's a work in progress. Yeah, at 38th and Mormon, I'm not or sure. Or anywhere else. There was blight there. Well, the next acronymed name is our friends at SEPTA. It's the Southeastern Transportation Authority. Southeastern Pennsylvania. Yeah, that too. Or, as many of us know, Schlepter. Uh, notice, boys and girls, or podsters, this is not an agency, which generally connotes city or county. This is an authority, which means the state governs it, because it is not unique to one city or county. So SEPTA serves not only Philadelphia, but Monco, Delco, Bucks, and Chester, and they serve it with public transportation. SEPTA, by the way, Joe, has a 15-member board. Philly gets two. They are chosen by the mayor, uh, despite the fact that SEPTA gets somewhere between 70 and 75 percent of their revenue from Philadelphia. From our riders? Yeah. Yeah, we only get two. Uh, but other counties get, even though they're commissioners, not mayors, they get to a point two, two. So that would be Delco, Chester, Monco, and Bucks County. And if you forgot what a county commissioner is, Joe, I think you would join me in saying, go back to one of our podcasts. We explain the difference between county forms of government and Philadelphia as a first-class city. So anyway, the counties run their own system, and we are the first-class city, the only one in the state. Uh, anyway, the governor gets to pick one member of the SEPTA board. The minority leader of the House of Representatives gets to pick one. The majority leader, or of the, House. the speaker of the House, mm -hmm. Uh, he gets one, and it's the same for the Senate. The minority leader in the Senate gets one, and the majority leader, which I think is the president. President Pro Tem. Right. right. Him mm -hmm. too. They get one. Uh, and SEPTA is overseen by PINDOT. Um, so, and that's the, another acronym. See, we get two for one out of this. Uh, so that's the Pennsylvania Department of Transportation. PennDOT has some oversight, um, kind of, I think it's kind of sketchy about the oversight on the day-to-day -day basis of SEPTA by the board. By the board. I like my SEPTA. Boxer's got some of the best public transportation in the city. You say so. I kind of like Uber myself. There are a lot of expensive equipment that SEPTA has to purchase. Mm -hmm. Trains, budgets, repairs, the list goes on. Planes and automobiles? No planes, I don't think. Maybe a lot of salt, I don't know, for ice, I don't know. Anyway, they have to buy all this stuff, and they have to use the lowest bidder. Mm. 
So this could become a problem if there are certain things that need to be purchased that are unique, like railroad tracks. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember, but a couple years ago, SEPTA had a contract, and they had to get a wholly unique contract because the trains that they were purchasing didn't fit on SEPTA's rail tracks. That could be a huge problem. Yeah, they had to go back and do it all over again, and they only found one company that fit their tracks. And so where are they speak. from? I think they're from South Korea. I think. But I could be wrong. I'm not, you know. Should I, get a research on that. Should I quote Charles Barkley? Sure. I may be wrong, but I don't think so. <laughs> anyway, so the next Philadelphia acronym is PHA, which is the Philadelphia the Housing Authority. Authority. This agency gets lots of money from the United States government, from HUD. See, another two for one. Mm -hmm. HUD is the Housing and Urban Development of the United States. So, PHA is one of the four or five largest municipal housing authorities in the Commonwealth. In the country, PHA is the largest landlord in the state or the Commonwealth. I'm into this whole Commonwealth thing. I don't really know the difference. But it's your Quaker roots coming out here. Well, what's the difference between the state and the Commonwealth? You're a history guy. That's true, but let's reserve that for another episode because right. we're going to have to We've talk to it's our a, researcher. It's a cliffhanger. Oh, man, it's, it's a hell of a story. PHA is supposed to acquire land, develop and lease and operate lands. Uh, they're a landlord for affordable housing in Philadelphia, specifically for low-income households. So the de decision as to what low-income is, I'm not sure, but I guess there's some sort of a formula. There's criteria, yeah. It's usually based on a percentage of poverty. It could be typical ones are 100% of poverty, 235% of poverty is a common number. Okay. And somewhere in between. So it's fair to say that since we are the largest of tens, the tens, uh, the poorest of the 10 largest cities in the United States, that a lot of people would qualify for public housing. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. And those things are set by HUD and issued every year. Okay. So PHA has eight board members. Two are required to be PHA tenants. Now, I'm not going to be too skeptical here, which goes against my grain. But that means, and the mayor appoints the board with the advice and consent of council. Joe, you're rolling your eyes. I'm rolling my eyes on that one. That uh, sounds like a fun negotiation. So I add, well, that's that's where I was going. See, Joe, here's what I think. If you want something, some some little trinket in your district, mm -hmm. can you not call the mayor and say you're not getting my advice and consent unless I get a new playground? Or things of that yeah. nature. Mm -hmm. So, sure. so it's horse trading. It's politics, but it's not helping housing in Philadelphia. So let's move on because I'm not sure I would consent to that whole lot. But that's why I'm here. I'm, I'm maybe I'm wrong, but HUD has the general oversight, um, and because they kick in the most uh, money. Am I yeah. wrong? No, that's all right. Yeah, most of that comes from federal. I don't think the state puts any money into that. 
and was the city. I don't think so. I don't right. remember them. But they they they, they are they are locally controlled because because mm -hmm. their director is here, right? And since they're such a large landlord, that's probably more land that doesn't pay property taxes. taxes. Hmm. We're having see we're having shortfalls already. Mm -hmm. The SEPTA does, I mean SEPTA, PHA does Section 8 scattered site housing, and I don't know what the program is for those uh, fucking projects, the high-rises. Is, is that a, a Section 8 or is that uh, that's not a Section 8? Uh, what do they call that? Project-based housing. Okay. Um, yeah, project housing. Yeah, which are, there's only like two projects, I think, that have the high-rises anymore. Right. Everything else that's is like two stories, maybe three. Right. But... They were a mess. Mm -hmm. They were horrible. So now we move on to Depra. Yeah, you got me stumped on that one. Huh? That is the Delaware River Port Authority. Mm. Now this is a bi-state compact between Pennsylvania and New Jersey. And Congress, believe this or not, had to approve the contract. I have no idea why Congress had to take this up and approve this, but my nose tells me it has something to do with pictures of dead presidents on dollar bills. But that's me. Deborah maintains and develops transportation links, such as bridges, the banning, the wall. The wall? Wall. Wall. Bridge. Oh, I thought we built a wall around Philadelphia or something like that. that. <laughs> it's like water. Betsy Ross, and so on. So it, of course, has something to do with PATCO because that goes across state lines. Mm -hmm. So that's not SEPTA. That's, that's PATCO. Know, that's the, or DEPRA, whatever. What's, what's PATCO stand for? Pacific Airlines <laughs> Transportation <laughs> Company. Company of New Jersey. <laughs> DEPRA seems like it's pretty routine and probably a needed governmental function. I mean, got to collect the money for people to go back and forth. They got to fix the bridges, that sort of thing. So, how much money could they have? I bet a they lot. Got some ducats. Right. So, it's a government function. And one of the other documents, one of the founding documents, and stay with me, Podster, is there's a little known codicil in the DEPRA will or charter that says that it, DEPRA is to encourage economic development. Ooh, that's lofty. Yes, because, here we go, Joe. Stay with me. We're going to take a quick look at the Barnes Museum. That's right. Uh -huh. What does... Yeah, what's that got to do with money talks? And bullshit walks. Well, let's see. It's quite a caper. In the mid or early 50s, 40s, there was a doctor named Albert Barnes. Mm -hmm. And he invented something or another... It was an ointment. Yeah, which made him rich, but as it turned out, didn't really work. Had made a lot of money, and he had a really good eye for modern art. So his eyes, just for example, like Cezanne, uh, painters like that, uh, who I guess we would view as, as masters, but maybe not. Anyway, when Dr. Bourne started collecting art, he had a house in Marion. And he hung the pictures from God knows everywhere uh, but the ceiling. A couple, in fact, were close. Anyway, he created a trust with his money. And the trust stipulated that the art would stay in the same manner as where it hung. I mean, he hung paintings all over, as I said. 
He permitted visitors by ticket since it was a home and you could only get in with a time ticket. He also stipulated that admission had to be for educational purposes. Now, over time, that sort of thing kind of fell away. But that was part of the trust, and people started to ignore that. And, Bar and the Barnes House was put on, or they were thinking about putting it on the National Registry. Could I add something? Yes. They still do an educational function. Now we're getting to that. Oh, okay. Uh, right. Now we're getting, now right. so we're getting to story. things. Now we're getting to things. I Remember, remember we're talking about DEPRA. Okay? So all the posters should be with us. Anyway, maybe not a real good doctor. I made a lot of money. But he decided that the state would be the administrator of the trust, mm -hmm. which was pretty good because it's First of all, it's hard to break a trust. Mm -hmm. But when you have a trust and it's entrusted with the, by the state or with the state, it gets even harder. So there, it, was the, it was sort of a museum. The house was in Marion. It was literally a house. Um, and there was a lot of money, but there were problems. There was this trust, and then there were home and the National Historic Registry, and of course, there was money. And what did they want to do? Well, the powers that be, and I think, I'm not positive, but Edward G. Rendell was the mayor. They needed, wanted another museum, the Parkway. But the problem is that the museum they wanted, or the artwork, was in the Barnes House in Murray. Mm. So, what did we have to do to do that? Hmm. So, what we did was we decided to petition to take it because the Barnes Museum in Philadelphia would be an economic mm -hmm. windfall, which is what DEPRA wants. They, it's in their little known console that they were for economic development. Not only that, they have money to spend for economic development. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's a lot of easy pass money out there. So they played a, played a role in this. Uh, that's what I'm trying to get at, yeah. What happened is we still have the, the, the governor and I think the attorney general at the time, or the state attorney general, was a guy by the name of Mike mm -hmm. Fisher was officially uh, involved with the trust because the attorney general's office does monitor trusts. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of stuff here. A lot of moving parts. So, anyway, Fisher said this is a great idea. I don't know why, but he did. Rendell, of course, was jumping up and down for this. And so they went into action. And, of course, the Barnes people didn't like it, not even a little bit. But they went to court, of course, and they went up and down the legal continuum, so to speak. And it turned out that Rendell and Fisher and the citizens of Philadelphia got the barns. Now, we had this national registry, and we have his will saying that all this art has to be in the mm -hmm. same place and all that other stuff. So, what did Depper do with the money, which was $500,000? Mm -hmm. Well, if you don't have a house, you can't have the art hanging the way he wants. Mm -hmm. So, Depper paid for the tearing down of the house in Marion, which left us with 
Somebody's building a museum. And we need to have art in there. They tore down that house? Yes. Did not know that. Well, look it up. It's probably wrong, but remember, you're taking my word for it. And, and? we haven't told the people, but we will remind them that this is a podcast. We don't do history. We don't do journalism. We just have urban legends. Mm-hmm. And this, I think, Joe, you're looking at me like this may fall into the category of urban legends. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll need Google to weigh on that All at right. some point. So We'll call Google later. Uh, all right. Do you think you can get them on the phone? You got you got to email them. Oh. Text. Do they, do do they respond stuff. to the text? I have never done it before. Well, it's the first time. All right. So, anyway, what the concession was after the house was taken down, even though it was on the national landmarks or one mm-hmm. of those things, was that they, they would hang the paintings in the Barnes Museum as close to the way they were hung mm-hmm. in the Barnes house. And so that is the story of Deborah. Otherwise, they're just collecting tolls. Now, just as an additive, New Jersey and New York have the same sort of compact. Mm-hmm. And you can get in trouble there if you start messing around with people trying to cross bridges or going into tunnels back and forth with New York. People like to get the hell out of those tunnels. Well, but there's elections and people need need to, you know, make sure things happen. Mm -hmm. And then you get Chris Christie and his two loyal aides, and they tie traffic up under their orders. But that's a compact between New York and New Jersey and their toll money. And that's why we don't like the Yankees and those Mets. That's exactly yeah. right. And the Giants. But the Giants, they only play, they, they don't play in New York, but that, neither yeah. do the Jets. But So tell me again, what does PATCO stand for? PATCO? PATCO. Whatever. I don't know. It's no, still no. out there. This other thing. DEPRA. DEPRA. Oh, for God's sake. Who can remember this? Delaware things? River Port Authority. Got involved in the Barnes stuff. Yeah, know. because they, they're into economic development. As I said, it's mm-hmm. a little-known colossal. Yeah, well, so it worked. People pay right? those 30 bucks for, to go see the barn stuff. Exactly, man. and then they can stroll up and down the parkway, mm-hmm. which is good because they'll spend their money, yep. and yep. then they'll go over to the big house, or they'll go and pose in front of a uh, movie. A, mo- a, a movie icon. <laughs> exactly. And be the highlight a movie, of the whole thing. A movie uh, Set prop. Watch Van Gogh paintings or go in front of a movie icon. So, anyway, that's Depra. And now, Joe, I shouldn't hog the limelight of acronyms. So, I know that you don't have to look at any notes to come up with a couple acronyms and tell us what they stand for and what those agencies do or are mm-hmm. chartered to. Well, uh, stop me when you, your eyes start fluttering. And well, look, if I didn't pour the shit out of people with DEPRA. <laughs> well, you mentioned HUD. HUD. HUD manages the HMIS system. Uh-huh. Homeless Management Information System. There you go. Fun, fun, fun. They also have CDBG. Is that, a, is that a bar? <laughs> it should be a bar. It was a bar in New York. Uh, CBGB's? Yeah. That's where Patty Smith 
and all of that. Yeah, yeah, they were all housing people at first, and I worked for HUD, and and then went off to to CBGBs. CBGBs, right? CBGBs. That was in the village, right? Lower East Side. Okay. Lower East Side. If yeah. you say so. I went there once. It was pretty cool. CBGBs. CBGBs. Yeah. Huh. Pretty neat. Didn't know that. No. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also yeah. nonprofits. You have your PHMCs. You get your PCA. You've well, you're giving your, me the acronyms. What are they? You know. Well, you got your. I thought you would know that. I may, I may, but the posters don't. Philadelphia Corporation for Aging. Now that's a good agency. Good now agency is that a state, city, or, or is it private? It's a private nonprofit. There you go. Private nonprofit. One of the few aging agencies in Pennsylvania that is that way. It's independent of the county government. Well, well big board of directors. Are you on it? No, mm -mm, no. You're, you've not been slighted. I've been slighted. I lost my chops in the senior world many years ago. Yeah, it's disappointing. And what 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 was what was the other one that you that you? Uh, yeah, what did I? There was something about schools. Oh, you got your DOE, Department of Education, but it's also Department of Energy. Also, I've been told lately. So you got to make suppose, a difference between them. Suppose, suppose you don't have any energy for education. A topical issue would be the YRBS. There was a newspaper article. Uh, by a guy named Alan Branham, who writes for the Inquirer, wrote about the YRBS. Yeah, exciting. Youth Risk Behavioral Survey. Yes, most exciting. Behavioral Survey. Yeah, 100 questions they ask teenagers. Can you get them to sit still past the first question? If they take it during the Department of Health, so they have to sit there for at least 40 minutes. Sit there? Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right, so let's move on. Uh, now, everybody knows what PGW is uh, and knows what it does. Um, but, and I think we may have discussed this, but I'll bring it up again. Why does the city own a utility? Yeah, that's an historical question. we got to find some old-timer to come and tell us is that. Is that historical or hysterical? It's both. Okay. It's both. If you look at some of the finances and the amount of debt that that thing has, and the fact that it's the number, it's in top five expenditure in the city budget. And the last I heard was that they did try to sell it. Nutter tried to sell it. Mayor Nutter. Mm -hmm. And uh, he had a buyer. The city had a buyer. And council gave it the thumbs down. I think that the buyer was going to pay somewhere around a billion dollars. They were going to leave all the policies like shutoffs in place, and it didn't work. So the city is still owning and managing PGW. And maybe at the debt plus the annual um, city expenditure of the paying for the pensions, which is like well, 200 plus million we, dollars yeah, a year. It was, I don't know if it is that way today, but it certainly was a patronage haven not that long ago. Mm -hmm. In fact, I believe former Mayor Frank Rizzo ended there, uh, ended up there as a uh, director of security or something. Some and his son ended up there too. Franny, right? yeah. Junior. Yeah. All right. So uh, it's a patronage place. It's, 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 you know, it's a place. Okay? It's a place. Um, and then there's a couple of other uh, quasi agencies. There's uh, PIDC, mm -hmm. which is the Philadelphia Industrial Development Corporation. There's also a Pennsylvania Development something, too. Well, you got to give me the acronym. 
So anyway, uh, they're a public-private organization, uh, and they do economic development. They, too, are nonprofit, by the way. And they were founded back in the 50s by the Chamber of Commerce. No kidding. Yeah, you're looking at me. did not know that. Well, hey, that's why we're here at Money Talks Bullshit Walks. So uh, they help to finance and the purchase, you know, the purchase of lands. They assist small businesses with loans, and the money from this comes from bonds. There's that word again. So anyway, the lawyers are busy at work with one bond thing or another. Uh, mm -hmm. In fact, there are lawyers who specialize in bond work. And not our buddy. It could be as established. Yeah, Mr. Bushkin. Bushkin, as I told you, does not mm -hmm. do bond work. He can't break into that. He does things very short, very brief. He's not a numbers guy, yeah. Uh, well, he's a numbers guy to the extent that if the money is the right, then he can do whatever he wants, or whatever he wants. Uh, but bonds could be boring. Lawyers specialize in them. But if we can't sell bonds... Uh, we can't guarantee payments, mm -hmm. then we can't build shit or things like that. So they they grow investments. Uh, otherwise, as I said, the bonds, if we don't have them, are, makes the city broke. And that goes back to PICA. PICA, which we, we did Pica. a whole show on that. And because without the Pennsylvania Intergovernmental Cooperative Agency. Agency or authority? See, agency. No, it's, it's agency, right? no, it's an authority. It's an authority. If it, it's an authority, I'm an authority on this. Because it's an authority, it is state. An agency could be uh -huh. local. Right. So you got your agencies, you got your authorities. So this goes back to PICA, and if we don't sell bonds through PICA, we don't balance the budget, mm -hmm. and our bond rating goes down to shit. So... It all comes around. Now, a couple quick ones. Uh, they're easy. The CJC is Criminal Justice Center. Right? Okay. That's an acronym. PAB, another acronym. You're shaking your head. Philadelphia American Police Administration. Uh -huh. I'm taking them yeah. down to the PAB, not to the Roundhouse. Uh, then there's the PD, which is a public defender. They're lawyers for indigents who are a crew accused of crimes. The PD's office gets money from the city, but they are a private nonprofit, uh, and they're go governed by a board of directors as well. Hmm. In fact, at this point, they, the, the head public defender has uh, resigned or retired, uh, and the board is now looking for a new head defender. I have rejected the job. Not enough money. What do you need money for? You're on pension. That's Your true, but it, it, you know it could it could affect my pension, uh, and you know the whole financial thing is very tedious. Stuff, it's yeah. tenuous. Um, so now we've sort of reached. I mean, there are millions of acronyms for millions of agencies and authorities and this, that, and the other. But we have reached the top. The top. The top. You're not talking about uh, PDDC. No. DCEW? I am talking about the one and only PPA. PPA. Oh. oh, now we're getting to it. Now Can't we're getting to it. Without those guys. Hey. Except 
part two. Yeah, let's pause. Hey, Plasters, sorry for that abrupt ending. We promise you to finish off with another episode of the APCs by concluding with the PPA. Stay tuned for next week.